Good evening, happy Wednesday, and blessed happy new year, astounding love. This is Pastor Lonzie Lee. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study, which is currently entitled Kingdom 101 Relationships. You know what? Today, also being the 5th of January, it is the anniversary of More Than Enough Ministries, which was incorporated actually in 1987. So happy birthday, More Than Enough Ministries as well, or happy anniversary. I want to pick up on some of the conversations and the discussions, the teachings that we left off on in 2021. We're going to open in prayer. Then we're going to begin to have this uh, study. We're going to go back. If you have your notes, then you can go to the first um, the first teaching module one, lesson one, part one, because we're going to reference some of the things that are in there. Hey, isn't it great? Since this is pre-recorded, you can actually pause it and go find those notes or click on the, the link, uh, that has the teaching information on there. So at any rate, you know, it's on the more than enough, or excuse me, it is on www.astoundinglove.org and you can find it under Pastor Lanzine's notes, and it will be under Kingdom 101. We haven't added much of anything to that because we are really combing through what we have thus far before we move on. We are moving a little bit, and I'm excited about that, but I'll tell you about it after we pray. (laughs) Holy Spirit, you are wonderful. Father, I praise you, and I thank you, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, because this is an opportunity to talk to you to sing to you, to worship you, to praise you, to give you glory, honor, and praise with thanksgiving, and to recognize that our identity is found in you. I praise you and submit to you today. I'm listening, Holy Spirit, for what you have to say to all of us, (laughs) to me, and to everyone else. And I thank you for the joy, 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 joy of belonging to you. I thank you for the way that you love us. You love us. You really, really love us. (laughs) And I thank you for fellowship tonight as we present this class before you to hear from you, to hear what heaven has to say and the deposits that you want to release into each of us, we come in with thanksgiving, with praise, with expectation that you have a message for us. I submit myself to you wholeheartedly and so willingly. I am so glad to be your vessel. I'm so glad to belong to you and to be a part of the household of God. Yes, I am. And I am so glad that I am breathing your breath and living and alive in January 2022. Who knew? Hmm. Wow, God. Wow, wow, wow. I pray for the men and the women, the boys and the girls, the individuals that are listening from wherever they happen to be. I thank you for the anointing that destroys the yokes of bondage, that it is set loose and to work in their lives, even as the words are being spoken. I thank you for greater expectation than we have ever known, even as we dispel, dispel myths and destroy strongholds and mindsets and create or take the ground that has been given to us to take. Oh, I love you so much, and I thank you. I'm listening to hear from you, and then I will speak what it is that you give me to say. And I thank you that we're all going to be blessed by that. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, I want to say, as I as I sat earlier this afternoon and I was asking the Holy Spirit uh, for his thoughts or the direction that he wanted to go in this, and one of the things that kind of came up was that, and I'm, I'm teaching this, I think, in, in everything that I, I talk about right now, we have to have a revelation of what he's talking about. Otherwise, we just sound like little parrots. I can uh, release things to you tonight. Uh, you can listen to me or you can listen to whoever it is that you choose to. And you can hear what they say and you can amen it. Yes, jump up, dance, tap dance, uh, trot around the room, do whatever it is that you want to do because you're so excited about what you received. But if you do not allow what they have imparted, what we have imparted to you, to reveal on the inside of you the place where the Lord wants to work and then submit yourself to what he, you have heard him say, the thing that got your rah-rahs going, and submit yourself to let that word dwell in you richly, to enter into those places within you, to do the work that it wants to do, then you will have been very excited and you will be top-coded with information, but you will not have the breakthrough that is meant for you. Uh, there, there's, two, there's more than one. There's when we anoint and we lay hands on you and, and, and the anointing transfers and the power comes and you're broken, these things are broken off of you. But there's a victory walk that must be incorporated into our lives in order for us to see results and to be able to release results into the lives of other people. And remember, see, in the kingdom of God, nothing is simply for us and us alone. We have a private relationship with the Lord, but you know, the things that happen in private are the very empowerments that we that are necessary for us to then be able to release the love of God and the power of God and the will of God into the lives of other people. So nothing that we have is simply for us and us alone. Even salvation, it's been spread abroad. Love has been shed abroad in our hearts. And and so when you think kingdom, you're going to have to think of inclusion of others according to the plan of God. You're going to have to think that you are not the only special one, even though you are indeed very special. And and that you have to, we want to, we get to let this word of God, let the power of God, let the uh, workings of the spirit of the Lord flow in us and do the work to flush out of us anything that is foreign, anything that is not of him, so that we can receive the fullness of, of, of his desires. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. And, and I also practice it myself. I mean, you know, this is something that I have to do. I, I don't get to just be a teacher of this. I have to be a member of it. I have to be a part of this thing. I have to be on the receiving end of an impartation just as much as I am on the giving end or, you know, releasing. I have to get the revelation myself before I can teach it. And that does not mean, ah, I saw it and now I have the knowledge only. That's just one of the parts of it. No, I must also, I got to dig in on this. I'm going to show you something that's kind of fun for me. I'm sitting here in my living room and uh, I have, uh, 
books all around me, and some of them I'm going to quote from tonight. And these are my little markers. So whenever I am, you know, yeah, that's my pink one, and then there's the blue, yellow, and green. And what I do with these is I will mark pages in the different books and, and my questions. I'm always questioning the authors. Even if I don't know them personally, I'm always asking questions of the Holy Spirit to say, what do they mean by this? If, if I can't, if I can access the writer, which a lot of times I can, uh, because I, well, because I'm blessed to know how to find people, but um, <laughs> moving along. Anyway, I, I know how to write an email and just ask a question. If it's a Bible teacher type of person uh, or minister, or otherwise I'll just, um, I simply ask, I always ask the Holy Spirit, and sometimes he gives me the answer through the writer, and sometimes he, he because he is the essential writer, he'll give me the answers from his, his best-selling book, the Holy Scriptures. And so I get to dig deeper, and that's one of the things I do. I am a teacher. I'm a prophetic teacher, which I would uh, thought about how do I describe it? And interestingly enough, I came across a description that I think is the best description of a prophetic teacher I've heard. And I'm going to read that and share that with you in a little bit. Uh, I'm a student of, of this word and I'm a student of the kingdom of God. I love the kingdom of God message. I love being a part of the kingdom of God. And yet I understand as we should, because of who our, our Lord is, that this is the most controversial message that has ever been put out um, from the from the word of God. It's the original message, it's the original intent, and it is the truth. But it sure has a lot of resistance from people that want to do things their own way. And if you and I don't submit to what it is that he's saying, then we find ourselves opposing the kingdom and opposing every work that Christ, that Jesus Christ did. And you don't want to be on that side of things. So every time you or I find resistance within ourselves that we hear a message and we hear the things that the Father has to say, and instead of stepping into it and saying, yes, I submit to this and I will allow myself to be changed by it, you find yourself resisting, then you're going to have to know that that is a worldly way. It's a, it's a belief that you still have, that God does not. And that alone should be reason enough to discard it. But for some people, it's a reason to dig in deep and fight and argue about it. I don't see God arguing with us any more than my mother argued with us when we were children and any parent worth their salt is not going to argue with their child. So this is something that you will find yourself challenged with as you continue on. 2022, we're going to hit harder. We're going to really go for it. And you're going to learn how to stand. You're going to stand in the truth and you're going to let the lies fall where they may. But you if you've chosen this walk, then it's time to make that final decision. Actually, we talked about that, I know, in December. You, by now, you should have made that decision. Some of you may be straggling along a little bit, but you're not going to get very far in the kingdom if you don't decide that the kingdom is the only way to live, that you're only going to do what the king says, that you're going to submit to him and you're going to learn from him through his his apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, his teachers, through his word, through his spirit, through the lessons that he wants to release to you that are not lessons for you simply to pass a test, but for you to surpass the things, the obstacles, the hindrances, 
the regular ordinary circumstances of life. You're going to live super normal, super natural, not merely natural, not merely normal. And and that I find exciting. And any of you who are uh, of the of the realm of people that like all of those wonderful, marvelous uh, cartoons and superheroes and things of that sort. This should be your time to recognize that far from having to simply get your kicks from watching somebody in a suit, a super suit, you know, doing the things they do, that you need to look to the power of, of the kingdom and the power of God within to find out what he wants to do through you. And I'm going to tell you that I, I'm, I'm known for being, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. But I do know some things about myself. And one of the things I know is there is no point in being in the body of Christ and remaining a hypocrite. My days of hypocrisy are done. When we find where I falter or I make a mistake, it's time to correct it. It is not time to protect it. And I am very serious about this thing. I don't know where the boundary was. I don't know where the hurdle was. I don't know where the crossover was, but I did it. I'm over. I'm fully in. I'm all in and I'm not coming out. And any, and so I only speak from that place. And that's what my job is, actually. That's what apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are supposed to do. We're supposed to be all in to the things of God. We are not siding with denominations. We don't side with uh, skin colors. We don't sign, side with ethnicity. That's not what comes first. What comes first is the kingdom. Remember, the scripture tells you that in all things, he must have the preeminence um, and that that is, what it, that is how it is that we are to live and move and have our existence. Our entire being is, is submerged, emerged. Um, you could say merged and made one with him. There is no other, uh, there's no plan B in the kingdom of God. There's no need for a plan B. You see, in God, in, in the kingdom, you don't have to come up with an alternative in case God doesn't come through. That kind of faulty belief system is in religion and it is because the human may fail but god never fails because his love never fails it, he doesn't know how to fail and that those are some of the components of it so having said all that we're talking about relationships and in part of the notes i believe it was the overview when we talked about the kingdom relationship absolutes and the points of study uh this is where I, I took my little note here where he said, Revelation, you have to get it, you have to submit to it, and then you have to live from it. And I think I just gave a very good description of that. And revelation, true revealed knowledge of the kingdom only comes from the spirit realm. It only comes from the kingdom of God itself. You cannot get it just putting your brain to work and thinking that I'm just going to think about it, think about it and imagine. No, you're going to have to come from the kingdom itself, be in that place and then allow yourself to be shown what the spirit of the Lord wants to reveal to you, what the spirit of wisdom and knowledge wants to reveal. A uh, scripture reference for this as we're moving towards the notes, uh, the scripture reference for this is Colossians 1 verse 18. Well, that's the first one. It says that he is the head of the body, meaning Christ, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Uh, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And that word preeminence is a very beautiful long word that means come first. That's really what it means. He is the head. He's the one that's in charge. Now we're going to look also at Ephesians 1, 
verse 17. And this scripture tells us that the God of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, we pray that he may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So see, this is an answer to prayer. Every time the word of God reveals the truth about Christ, about Jesus to you, then this prayer is being answered because this is what he was saying. I don't cease, Paul said, I don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is something that we do. We intercede for one for another. I pray for people every single day. There's some people I pray, I pray for you every single day. <laughs> More than once a day, in fact, many times. When If you come across my radar, then I want to talk to God about you because there's a reason. And so it's to pray one another out of hardships or to pray for breakthroughs or that, that the anointings will rise or the, or the grace of God will work to, to, to raise you up or to move you out of things and, and so forth. It's that the kingdom life that you were called to live will be made manifest as you are going along about your business that you shall not fail to rise to the occasion, to step in to the battle and don't back off from it. And that, you know, you bow only to the king, to the master, you don't bow to the circumstances. You don't bow to the lies. You don't bow, bow to the opinions of other people. You step in there and you stay in. This is not a game. This is a victory. It's, there's a total difference with it. We are the game changers, if you will. Game enders, if you will. It's not something that comes from Hollywood. It's not something that comes from Broadway or from the music or any other thing. No, it comes from the kingdom of God. They can think about it, try to do it, try to rewrite history, try to do anything they want to do. But truth does not get obliterated. Truth prevails. You can throw a lot of stuff on it, fling it on there, have all these false doctrines and wrong beliefs and lies, but truth still truth still rises to the occasion. Truth still comes back <laughs> like a champion. Truth still fights for you and wins every single time. Why? Because it's fueled by the love of God, which is the embodiment of the truth. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to be a part of the kingdom of God. So here he says, I don't cease to make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is who he talked to. This is the source. There's nothing, there is no other source. It's like he said, the middle man has been removed. You see, Jesus is in the Father and the Father is in him and they are in us, you see. And he said, I'm praying, I'm taking you to the top, to the to the to where the will of God is being made known that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So you want the wisdom, you want the uh, revelation, he, his spirit rests upon you. He abides on the inside of us. That's the Holy Spirit of God. And he is the one so that verse 18 says that the eyes of our understanding having light come in. That means that the darkness, the way, the dimness, the, the inability to be able to see it from God's perspective, that the, his spirit alive on the inside of you turns the light on so that our eyes begin to brighten and sparkle and we can see clearly everything that he wants us to see so that we may know what is the hope of his calling 
what he has determined, preordained, destined us for, speaks to us about, has planned for us, has has joy and pleasure in his calling, his the, the, his, the fulfillment of his will and the fulfillment of his desire. And you will know what the what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Because if you think it's simply silver and gold, which is my background, because I have a lot of that around my house, but yes, it's awesome, isn't it? But it's more than that. It's it's like you can get the money, but what about the money, the the one that makes it? What about the source of it, the mining of it, the, or the the source of the riches? The riches in and of themselves are great, but to be in intimacy with the source of it all is to have it all. That means that all things, and this is what the Bible says, have been given to us to enjoy richly. It's all available for us because of who our father is. That means that the, the best of the healings, the best of the resurrections, the best of the turnarounds and atmosphere changes, the best of the best can come from us because when we speak his word, it matters not. Uh, it, it's our, it, they, our, his voice is heard through us. I'll put it that way. As long as his word is being spoken, as long as we release his word, his spirit backs it up. You've got the most divine power, heavenly power backing up everything that you say. And he will be, he will do the proving of all that, that he promises. So that is why you want, before we went further in the conversation, I keep saying conversation. That's because I have another program called Kingdom Conversations that will begin, is being rebooted next month. And I, I try, I catch myself. I say, I'm not going to say that. And then I say it like four or five, seven times afterwards. It's like, well, I haven't learned yet, but I have made my declaration. So it is subject to change. But this is a point of study tonight. And that's really what I want more than just talk, 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 is that I'm urging you imploring you, encouraging you, and exhorting you to dig into this and to, to be like the Bereans, to ask the question, is this really true? What, what are you saying to me? You should not be getting a different message. You should not be getting something that the world has to say when you ask the Spirit of God to talk to you and to reveal and to open this word to you. You question him. He, you can ask him if this is you, show me in the word, and he does. He anticipates your questions before you ask them, and he always has an answer. And truth has a sound that resounds in the earth, not just resounding, but resounds. It continues to make itself heard, and that he's an awesome person, this God of ours. So remember that all kingdom relationships are rooted in the king. We've been talking about having a relationship with ourselves, and, and but first of all, having that relationship with God. But one of the things that today, as I was listening to the Holy Spirit, I re he was bringing to my understanding is that many of you are afraid to have a relationship with him. You're afraid that he won't talk to you. You're afraid that you won't hear him correctly. You have a lot of things called fear, which is referred to as interference with your conversation. It's a distortion, which means it's some things that have to be dug out, some things that must be confronted because no child of God should ever be afraid that God uh, of talking to God. The only place you find that is after the fall when sin entered the world and Adam, he was afraid. They hid from God. They hid from his presence because they were exposed. But God is your covering and he is your resource and he is the one that loves you 
<laughs> amazingly. And so if you have fear of talking to him, if you have fear, or well, I don't want him to see what I'm like, understand that that's an unblood covered area in your thinking. It's a, it's a place where you're going to have to get rid of the thinking. You're going to have to discard it because it doesn't come from him. God, that's not the way he operates. There is the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is actually also a book that Apostle Baker wrote years ago, and she's about to come out in the next month or so with the with the rewrite of it. And it's very good. I'm glad to say I'm privileged to work on it, so I, I, I can vouch for it. But again, you don't need to be afraid of him. Not afraid fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord is his spirit upon you that teaches you and I to walk in holiness and reverence before him, to walk in honor. It is not a spirit of fear, which don't confuse that in in, in Timothy. Uh, God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but he is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So see, there's a difference in it, just like the spirit of of truth or the um, that he will grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. See, that's that's him. That's that's an embodiment and a manifesting of himself. The the truth of him uh, opening things up for our understanding. Because again, it's spirit to spirit, but it's holy spirit. The holy spirit. It is not the unholy works of darkness. The unfruitful works. And these are the things that we begin to discern. Wait a minute wait a minute, something is off track. If I'm feeling this way, then there is sin in the camp and we're going to eliminate it. We're going to eradicate it. We're going to get rid of it. This is when those fun words start coming into play because I, I, I see words as action heroes. <laughs> the word of God is, is just filled with action heroes, just always on the move, uh, annihilating, taking down, destroying uh, the works of darkness, absolutely crashing them, crushing them underneath our feet. And and then, see, there's a, there is just such a difference, a gentleness and a power when he works with us to, to raise us up because we're like him. And so we can withstand more than we think that we can when we recognize that we are in him and he's taking the hit. <laughs> you know? Well, it doesn't feel like it because of the things I've, you know, we'll get to you later. Let's just stay focused on what God is doing and how lovely he is. And I believe that the revealed knowledge of the truth will come to you and it will shut down you always looking about the complaining of your life because complaining about your life does not bring victory. It brings more of the stuff that you're talking about that you don't want. So you're going to have to watch your mouth and use your power only to bring about the manifestation of the things of the kingdom of God and no longer allow your mouth to be potty, a potty mouth. You don't have to speak profanity to speak profane things. You're speaking ugly stuff. You're speaking evil. Even if it's something that's taking place, do not give a place to the adversary by promoting the works that he and his minions are doing. Speak forth what the spirit of God is saying. And, and then you'll start to see that that's seeking first the kingdom. This is Matthew 6, 33. This is how we live. This is all harm, the hallmark scripture of our ministry. And um, then you'll see the things of the kingdom added to you. And those things always take down, take out, remove from place and so forth. Any works of darkness. Uh, I want to say this too. Uh, because this uh, more than enough ministries, which is the covering or the the the, uh, the parent ministry of Astounding Love, but Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship is a an apostolic work 
That means that the messages that come from our house always have that apostolic edge and influence. I'm an apostolic um, pastor or I'm an apostolic prophetic teacher. You can say whatever word it is with an evangelistic thrust because we're always going to have the full hand, the fivefold is going to be incorporated in the message. Everything that we say, it, it brings healing to you. It lifts you up. It brings about your wholeness, your soundness, gets you on track. It's supposed to get the ugly out of you, but if it's not gone, that's on you because you chose it. But you don't have to. You don't have to stay ugly and mean and resistant and, and all that other kind of stuff. You know, you can move into something greater. And then what happens? You are able to release this power, this love, the sources of it. Uh, to eliminate pride and to eliminate the thought of rejection. I didn't tell you rejection doesn't come at you. I get it every single day of my life. Every single day of my life, there is an opportunity to feel rejected, to be forlorn, to, to feel sorry for myself, to sing sad songs, and to do all of that kind of stuff. There are moments where if I am not careful, I can I can trip and, and land in a place of depression. There are always there there is the possibility of somebody speaking ugly about you, thinking ugly about you, um, and and vocalizing that. And then you've got that slime that you have to deal with. But the blood of Jesus is a cut. It cuts through it all, and it starts to, it, it when you know how to uh, rest in it, and then to let it speak for you, and then listen for what His voice is saying, and then say what He says then you find yourself getting extricated. I pray for a lot of different people. I know people pray for me, but I couldn't tell you who prays for me. Is there somebody that prays for me every day? I'm sure that there is because every day there's somebody praying for me. And that's the same for your story too. God raises up intercessors even if you don't know any. They may not know you by name, but you will come on somebody's radar. Uh, the only times maybe you don't is maybe they didn't show up for the job. I don't know. But I do know that there is more prayer for you than there are words against you. So you get a choice between wanting what God has said or yielding to the other. As always, this is prophetic. I'm not trying to talk this particular conversation, but this is what's flowing out of my mouth right now, which tells me that somebody that's listening, you have been listening to junkie uh, mess. You have been listening and getting entangled in the yoke of bondage. And the Bible tells you don't become entangled in that thing again. The holiday season is over. Oh, yeah, but Valentine's Day is coming up. Well, then make a date with the Holy Spirit. If you feel like you're going to be all alone, all by yourself, he's open. I know. I've got a date with him for that day. So I can tell you that you don't have to be. Well, we don't we don't celebrate things like that anyway. Great. Then don't celebrate it. But love anyway. Let love come forth on the 14th of February, just as it does the 13th, the 12th, and all the way down from where we are right now to the 5th, uh, the 5th of January and moving forward throughout the rest of the year. Every day is a love day. Every day is an opportunity. But you can look at the days that the world celebrates and you can allow yourself to feel depressed because things did not work out for you the way that you wanted them to. Or you can allow yourself to yield to the Spirit of God and help make something happen for somebody else. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is added to you. Let's keep going with the notes. Um, all kingdom relationships are rooted in the king, and every relationship is patterned after Jesus. Thus, we are to submit to, receive, and be joyous in every relationship that we are given by God. I didn't say the relationships that you went to find. 
I said the ones that have been given to you by God, they are going sufficient for each day is the trouble they're in. There's always um, things, interactions and things that are going to happen. But hey, listen, when it comes from God, there's grace, the power not only to overcome, but to walk in it and to and to allow grace to fill you in, in all of the places to be able to be the gift that you are intended to be and to be able to receive the gift that is being given to you with somebody else's friendship or love or um, you know high fives or, or whatever it happens to be. So this is what we wanted to look at, that if the relationship is not rooted in the king, it is not kingdom. And this includes our relationship with self. So we've gone over a lot of that. And I had read to you out of my book, Kingdom 101, the, um, the pages 22 and 23 that talked about that. I got to say this too. I have always said, and I will continue to say, you do not have to have my book in order to study. But my goodness, I've been reading the book myself. <laughs> I haven't read it in all the years that it's been out because you get, sometimes as a writer, you want to fix it. And so I had to take some time. And yes, I found a few little typos here and there, but that's okay. What I want to say is this book can help you tremendously. It really is. Uh, it really is. As I read the word, as I read the words off the pages, and I'm going to read some of it tonight, I recognize very clearly that this is a message from God, from the Spirit of God to the people that He wants us to understand. So um, the third point is that all kingdom relationships are conformed to the image of Christ. And that means that it looks like him. Where it does not look like him, he's not in it. And if he's not in it, why are you? That's the way that you start to question things. All kingdom relationships are conformed to the image of Christ. These were the points of study in the notes. So I, I'm sure that if you're following along with us, you have them. If not, by the time this airs, uh, the minister will put those up or you can look at an earlier one of the classes and the links are always there to get you back to these notes. When I have new ones, you'll know about it. So every relationship we have is rooted in love for someone, something, or some desire or some belief. But some of those beliefs, some of those desires, and some of those things are not the things that God has. You remember Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, going into that passage, God said, I know the plans. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want for you. And, and the things that I have a desire for you, the things that God desires in our life, our lives, are connected to the plans that he has. So the direction that he, he wants us to walk in is very, very sure and very clear that this is the way that I have for you to go. Walk in this because all of your provision, all of your understanding, all of your victories, it's all along the path. It's not a control, my love. That's not what he's doing. What he wants to do is help you to navigate the course of victory. And to be able to defeat every every weapon that forms itself against you, that it will be struck down. It's if you've ever watched uh, the superhero kind of stuff, and you've seen the lady with the bracelets, and it's an awesome thing. No matter what was coming at her, those bracelets were able to deflect, or the shield was able to deflect. Well, you think they got those things from from superhero land? No, these are the elements of the kingdom. Those are the that's the power. You see, in a, a bracelet around a wrist that is reflecting or deflecting, uh, just as the word of God does. Isaiah fifty four seventeen comes to mind, but it's not the only scripture. 
But he's saying the weapons that are formed against me, they can't prosper. They're going to have to bounce off. They're going to have to be there. They, they may shoot. They may aim. They may hurl these things at me, but they're not going to be able to keep me down. I have a shield that will keep me strong and allow me to keep pressing forward. It is the word of God. It's the grace of God. It's the power of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God all day, every day working 24, 7, 365 in our time, but it's actually in eternity. So it's outside of time. There's never a moment of life where we cannot capture victory. We can take captivity captive. We can do the things that we've got to do to be able to move in the power of the grace of God and the love of God. So in this book, and tonight what we're we're moving into relationship with others. Now, always at preeminence is going to come your relationship with God. So this intimacy that some of you are afraid of, I want to address a little bit of that tonight before we start talking about friendships and we talk about love relationships and, and romance, and which is kind of like one of my favorite things to talk about. But I'm going to share some different things out of different books. This is my personal copy, but the book itself looks like this, not the white around it. This is just an author's copy of my book, Kingdom 101. And I'm going to read out of this, uh, I believe the part that I wanted to go to. It starts on page 78 and the chapter is called A Divine Invitation to Rule. I'm going to do a lot of reading and then go back to these other notes, okay? It's that, the question is asked, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. And that's Matthew eleven twenty eight in the Passion Translation. The call of God is a divine spirit to spirit invitation. Acceptance of this call is our first step toward resting in our God-ordained destiny. You see, that's a, a powerful thing and out of another book I'm going to read. It, it's so awesome that where God rested, then we took we, then we stepped into his we stepped it in, into his rest. We stepped into the place where he rested, where he he provided an oasis for us. And when we accept the gift of intimate relationship, it is a gift with our creator king. We're relieved of the burden of a solitary life. Hmm. Through our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our savior and owner, Lord, his father becomes our father. His father becomes our father. We are spiritually transformed from orphans into sons. We're adopted into the family of God. Now I'm going to skip around a bit. Uh, I want to go over here. Uh, It says he prayed for us out of John 17. Uh, John 17 is where we find this awesome prayer that he did and says that the kingdom message I'm on page 79 now. While in the earth, Jesus manifested the character of the father, revealing God's true nature and love for his children. The kingdom message was not just to the disciples and apostles of that day, but for all who followed in the annals of time. Because Jesus prayed in verse 20 of John 17, neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching. John 17. This is exactly why I have these things on a hook. (laughs) Okay. I have the most interesting ears. I don't know. I apologize. I know you guys are hearing the shake, rattle, and roll. Tell you what, I'll leave this one down and I'll just keep talking out of the other one. All right. The problem with pre-recording is I don't know how it affects the audio. So let me do this again and just put it back on. Don't you dare fall. And again, I apologize for the sound. 
that you're probably hearing in this moment. But we're just experiencing some technical difficulties, and now we are back with our regular programming. Okay, so anyway, we have lived in this earth for years believing that we are subject to the sicknesses, diseases, and demonic influences that are the common plight of humanity. That means that we allow demons to rule over us. We have actually allowed demons to rule over us. People do that every day. Uh, you listen to their words and you follow their influences and you allow them to have rule when the dominion power belongs to you. But through the kingdom citizenship, through kingdom citizenship, our bodies are allowed to experience the authoritative power and benefits of our spiritual transformation. Sonship releases the blessing of the Lord. And that's what we're talking about. Sonship releases the blessing of the Lord and allows these relationships that we move in to, to, to walk in sonship is to be able to walk in intimacy with the father, because you understand that you are a beloved son and you have access. Jesus talked about how the, his father loves him. So, and so that is also our story and our Testament. And so um, I'm going to go to the chapter on page 118. That's called good works. But before I do, I want to share something that I thought was pretty powerful. Um, I have told you, I'm talking about intimacy and this, let me see, where do I want to go? Okay. I'm going to talk about being a prophetic teacher, first of all. And this comes out of a book called Establishing Your Course Through the Prophetic Anointing. The author of this one is Dr. Barry Cook. I seem to be on a Barry Cook uh, <laughs> uh, run right now, but I'm studying out of his books. And so the things that I, um, for something that I'm doing right now, and so these things, uh, as I, I bring them up, they all coincide. And, and it's really awesome to me when I can share about from Dr. Barry or from Dr. Baker or from um, Annette Caps or whoever it is that I'm talking about. You, you understand that the message of the kingdom is the same regardless of the vessel, because it's the word that God has spoken, that, that that's what we, we, we don't have fans. Remember Paul said, well, you know, um, I'm a, you might say I'm a Paul or I'm a Apollos or I'm a this and that and the other. And I mean, that's all good and fine and dandy as long as they're speaking the word of God. It's got to be that we're speaking the word of God. It, it, it isn't our own words. It isn't our own, something that we created all on our own, independent of God. That will never fly. It, it will bring you to destruction. So you want to hear what God is saying through the vessel. And then we want to, again, submit to it. Allow this, let this word have place in us and then let this word change us so that we walk in the understanding, the revelation, get the revelation for yourself, then submit to it and then live it. That's the, the, the simple steps. But here I was talking about what the, the prophetic teacher is and, and there, that there are still teachers. Um, this is chapter five, prophetic teaching and preaching and teaching. And um, in his book, I guess you would say this is page 47. So when he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. The church is about to enter a time, and this book was written quite a while back, uh, but he said the church is, I, I'm just going to say that, is it, it has entered a time where there are a lot of people who move in what he calls the prophetic preach or the prophetic teach. And then he said, over the last several years, the body of Christ has been experiencing a restoration. I want to skip over talked about the movement and how some, because they stayed with just the gift of teaching, they were stuck in the season of teaching and they didn't want to progress forward. What they failed to realize is that while there are still teachers, there are different types of teaching. 
This is important for you because then you understand the difference is why I keep telling you, don't think of this as, oh, I'm just going to pop in and have this cute little Bible study. And then I'm just going to parrot the words and go, "Uh uh-uh, you're going to have to be responsible for this. I'm responsible for how I deliver this. I'm responsible for the resources that I I point you toward. And so uh, therefore, but my responsibility ends when you, when you take that word, that's on you then. And so I am, my heart says to you, come on, baby, you can do this. Let's walk in this thing. Let's let this power be seen because you see me. So you hear some of the stuff. You can see some of the things that I'm capable of, but we want to see you too. This is for all of us that belong to God, to be, to, for him to be seen through us coming forth in, in the power that he, he wants to. Okay. So anyway, what, what they failed to realize is that while they're still teachers, there are different types of teaching. One of the things that we need to understand is that when each season changes, the fivefold ministry, which is the evangelist, the prophet, the apostle, the pastor, and the teacher, all take on a different, on, take on a different type of flair or administration. They're still individual in their giftings, but when God begins to emphasize a particular area, it affects everybody. And you may be saying, well, I'm not any of those things. What you are is one that we are assigned to equip. So the changes that we make, if you say I'm not fivefold, then then you're the saint that we equip for the work of ministry, for the growing, for the edification of the body of Christ. We equip you for the work. So it is important to you to know the how we are formed in order for you to do your formation and to go out because it's it's this, it's the same principle regardless of whether you hold that office or not you still have to grow into the things you're going to have to grow in the grace that God has bestowed upon you and called you into in order for you to fulfill the destiny the plan that he has for you I don't get tired of saying that. Uh, I think the repetition will help uh, some of us to finally say, oh, yeah, I get it. I think I get it now. All right. They're still, uh, but they're still individual in their giftings. But when God begins to emphasize a particular area, it affects everybody. For instance, when God sends an emphasis on intercession, everybody, whether apostle, prophetic, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, will begin to intercede. Similar to the time he said that Larry Lee moved strong around the nation with the call to commit to one hour of prayer, which was awesome. Um, there was an emphasis of God, I believe. I believe that during this time, God was trying to stretch all of our weak prayer lives into something that was more meaningful. May the church say amen, because they were weak. It was all about ourselves and all about asking him for things that he had already given to us. We did not have revelation understanding. We did not have a revelation of what we were asking for. Therefore, we just asked. We took certain scriptures and we would say, well, you know, the Bible says that he, you know, you don't have because you don't ask. So I'm going to ask. But you weren't asking for what God wanted you to ask for. You were asking for things he'd already given to you. That's pretty weak. All right. The prophetic teacher ministers i love this part it's page 48 i finally it's like hey i do this and and i thought wow i fit this totally and it's the best explanation i've seen so thank you dr cook okay the prophetic teacher ministers more by inspiration than he or she does by outline the prophetic teacher is someone who studies to show himself approved he or she gets full of the word of god full of the spirit of god then they get in their prayer closet before they minister and wait until they are endued with power from on high. They have the word and the spirit within them. And I love that. He said, Jesus was a prophetic teacher. When he preached the Sermon on the Mount, it wasn't from an outline or something he had preached before. Instead, he sat down 
He saw the people. He felt their needs. And then he began to minister according to what was going on in the atmosphere. I understand that perfectly. The prophetic deals with now and nails it down. Let me read this last part and then I'll show you what this book looks like. All right. Reveals, deals, discerns, and exposes. First, prophetic preaching teaching reveals the heart of God. It reveals what God is doing now. It shows what God did in the past, what he's doing now, and where it's leading in the future. Now remember, I'm saying this, God operates out of the timeless realm. So this past, present, future is is our language. It's the language of the earth. It's not uh, the way things work in the kingdom. But we need to understand it because otherwise we're not going to be able to move in the prophetic realm to be able to 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 encounter these things and to be able to release them from our heavenly from the seated place and to release these things into the earth. So you have to have an understanding of how things work uh, in the kingdom in order for you to to move in the power of it. You can there is no luck in the kingdom of God. There is no such thing as luck in in in, in God at all. There is Christ and there is the sure the surety. But there is no luck. And so if you're thinking if you're a lucky one, then maybe you can get this stuff to work. You're already coming from a, you have a mixed theology and you're going to have to get rid of that. Because you, in order to receive from the kingdom, it's spirit to spirit. It is not flesh. It, the flesh will benefit from the works of the spirit. If When the spirit is in preeminence, when, when the word of God is, is coming first, then the body will receive the benefits of the healing that it needs or, or the wholeness that it needs or whatever else it is because it came from the spirit, from the spirit source, from the ultimate source. But we can medicate and I'm not, I'm not against the medicines or, or any of those things. But what I'm trying to say is that if you want healing, if you want wholeness, it has to come from the spirit realm. It comes from the realm in which it is. You already have it and it needs to be released to you in this place where you live. And we'll talk about that more in, in another place in time. But I just want you to see that in his preaching, Jesus didn't beat around the bush or generalize. He used illustrations that the people could relate to. When he talked to fishermen, he gave them fishing illustrations. This is the same way a prophetic preacher ministers today. And that is why people say, well, you know, I feel like he's preaching right at me. That's a good thing. This is a good thing. It means that the Holy Ghost is doing his job. He's hitting right where it needs to be hit. He's dealing with what needs to be dealt with. And the last part of what I want to read here, prophetic preaching and teaching reveals heaven's word, heaven's will and purpose, not in a general way, but intensely and thoroughly. There are two kinds of people the prophetic ministry reaches, those that it bothers and those that it blesses. You want to hear more about this? I'll probably be reading more out of it over the next few weeks. But otherwise, this is the book. It's called Establishing Your Course Through the Prophetic Anointing, and it's written by Dr. Barry Cook. So um, that Dr. Barry A. Cook, it says there. So that's one of the other books. I've told you about Kingdom 101 tonight. I've told you about this one, and I have, I think, at least one more that I'm going to come out of, I believe. Um, but I want to get back to our notes now because we are uh, almost out of time. So <laughs> with what I'm going to talk about. All right. We talked at the beginning of, of the, this course. You'd have to go back a few months. But we talked about the type of ships that we have because there's the relationship and there are other, there's friendship. And, and uh, anyway, I'll go on with this. But I want to talk since we're going to be talking about friendship. Let's look at this. Every single ship we engage in during our lives, 
must be rooted in Christ and every relationship must be nurtured. So to God, friendship comes at a cost. There is an interest in one another's life, self-investment of time, money, et cetera, and a sense of selflessness. Sacrifice is a part of friendship. Otherwise, you just may be acquaintances. I have people that I thought, oh, we're friends. We're not friends. We're acquainted. Maybe we'll be friends one day. But there's no actual engaging back and forth. So no, we're, we're, we're not taking the time to get to know one another. Um, and so that's not, to me, that's not a friendship. It has potential, definitely. But if I'm interested in you, but you're not interested in me, that's called one-sided. So it is not a friendship. It could be an investigation and discovery, but, <laughs> but it has to be reciprocated because that's the give and take. It's the same thing in our in, in friendship. The first friendship is with Christ, you see, preeminent. And then we know friendship with ourselves in order to, those two that we've been talking about must be in place and you must be clear on what they are in order for you to be successful in friendships with others. You have to know who you're bringing to the conversation or to the party or wherever it is that you're going. Friends take the risk of telling one another, telling one another the truth, sometimes to save a life. Friends really do not let one another drive drunk. They do not leave you behind. They're advocates. Friends stand by you when everyone else speaks against you, and they speak up on your behalf. Examples of friends that who are somebody that can act in the ways of friendship, uh, uh, philos towards you. Uh, parents, spouses, your besties, your siblings, Jesus, number one, his blood speaks on our behalf eternally. Ministers will do that one for another. I, I, see a, um, I see a lot of good in the body. I hear a lot about the treachery. I hear about the, the terrible, and I know it exists. I've experienced it. But what I love is the healing that comes when the brothers and sisters, the brethren, if you will, gather around you and speak the words the Father speaks to wash you clean and to raise you up. It may only be one or two. A friend uh, is close, is 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 is, is um this thing can be closer sometimes than a brother. It's not a societal friend. It is not a, hey, I'm your friend on, on social media kind of person. They don't have any investment in you other than to like or to love your post. They don't even know your favorite color. They don't know your song. They don't know, uh, you know the things that you like to do. They dis friends will discover you because they have a genuine interest in you. There's a bond, a relationship, an attachment, a rapport. This is what I wanna to say to you. The Spirit of God has that kind of interest in each of us. He wants to know, he does know, but he likes to let you tell him. And then he does something amazing. He likes us to know about him too. It's not a one-sided intimacy when you go to the Lord. It's an intentional relationship. It's scripturally, it means a strong, a strong friendship is a covenant relationship. It's established and it's sealed in blood. So you see all the components for friendship and for an open uh, way to go and talk to the spirit of God and to walk in that intimacy. It's going to open up doors for you to be able to say what he wants you to say. And that's where we get into the prophetic and we start to talk about the supernatural things. This is where, the, if you will, your superpower, your, your power to speak. It because where you can use your power for good for the God cause, and and those are some of the the aspects of moving in relationship with Him. I I'm going to just finish off with a couple of other things, and then I think we're going to be done. I hope that you have questions. 
I pray that you will post them and and things of that sort. There's a I have a new friend um, who actually reached out to me and let me know that she wanted to be friends with me. And she and I have kind of been getting to know each other. And I call her sweet because she is. And I love the fact that she we we're taking our time, but we're growing in friendship. That means that you know we we we're building a foundation by which if we come to places where there's disagreement or we don't see things the same way, you're building a a a, a how do you say it a foundation that allows you to to recognize you know I may not agree with this person, but it doesn't actually matter because the love is there, is rooted in who? In Christ. And since he has preeminence, I can begin to trust this person that even if I say something hurtful, even if things don't go the way we thought they were, um, I made an attempt at a joke and it bombed miserably or something of that sort, that we're walking in the maturity to go back to the Holy Spirit and say, I think I need you to help me to explain this, or I need you to explain this to me or to open it up. You see, friendship doesn't end when disagreement comes. It doesn't, it doesn't end because somebody made a mistake or did something wrong. It only ends because somebody walks away. That's why. Or because somebody shuts the door or decides, I don't think I want to know you. You seem maybe a little suspect to me, or I'm personally in a place where I'm just having so much to deal with on my plate. I don't have room for another one. Or, you know, uh, I know some of you out there that have had individuals approach you on social media. It's like, no, I'm not going to be your friend because you don't want to be friends. You're after something different. But I'm not, we're not referring to that. I, I understand that all of those things are out there. But can we recognize that those things exist and go for the best part? Because when we get this part down and get rid of the paranoia and the pride and the, and the sense of rejection and, and all of these other things that we have allowed to speak for us instead of the word of God, then we're going to see some very amazing, powerful things happen. Okay, uh, let me go to... I guess I will be coming back to this. I want to give you more scriptures here. Uh, Jesus is talking about, again, that this friendship has been sealed in his blood. He says in John 15, 1 through 15, I'm going to quote verses, read, uh, I reference verses 13 through 15 as the main part out of the Passion Translation. He says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. You see, that's what we do in relationship. We allow the Spirit of God to come in and he gets rid of, he prunes the fruitful branches to yield a greater harvest and allows the fruitless branches to be to be separated from us. So if you have an unfruitful place in a relationship with someone, you go back to the father and say, this needs some work. And then you too, you and your friend, you and the person, be it you and the spirit of God, you with you, you're going to have to yield and submit to the word of God and to the ways of the kingdom in order for the relationship to flourish. You see, I, I believe, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I love this, that the Lord, the Lord is, he teaches me about the marriage. We're preparing. The bride makes herself ready. Um, so the marriage supper of the lamb, which we read about. But he also, one of the things that I, I think is amazing, is he allowed me to see a few things, um, even about, sorry, guys, I really am. Um, 
I'm going to try to get this to fit in my ear better next time. Okay. Um, he has allowed me to see some things about the commissioning of marriages and how, you know, that's why you want the kingdom person because your calling and that mate's calling are, they merge. She's the rib that fits in him and not just any rib will do. And she is gifted, he is gifted with distinctive characteristics, the anointing, the calling, the grace, the favor, the skill set, the commitment level to be able to work together and to help one another to finish out. I believe that a lot of these marriages these days are in time and you're going to help one another to finish. I know that I'm an in-time wife. My calling will match the man that I'm married to that I haven't, you know, that's the way I like to say it because in the, in the spirit realm, it's a finished work. So see, these things are already done, but we walk it out and get the introductions and go through all the different things that we go through. But I'm called to stand, to pray, to cover, to do all of those different things. But also my skill set is, is specific to uh, enlarge, engage, and, and to, to help to work in the, the mutual elevation, the expansion, and the taking of things. I am, and, and this is something that you should be saying too, so it's not me talking about myself only. I'm an agent for change. That's what I stand for. And I stand for truth on a different level than, let's say, I used to. Compromise is not going to work. And I'm not afraid. You see, here's the most powerful part. And this is also in friendship. When you engage with someone, uh, your, your male, female friends, your, your besties, if you will, um, there is a time when you no longer want to engage just on the level of the flesh. They know all your secrets and, and, and the things that you did and so forth. All that's great. You know, it was, it had a time, but the time now is not for somebody that knew all your failures. It's somebody that wants to walk alongside of you to help you to rise to, to your calling and to, and to be seen in the earth in the fullness of what God has put you here for. That's what we're here for, whether it's in marriage or it is in, um, it is in um, uh, whatever the friendships, the relationships, the, even in the parenting, in the in the body of Christ. This is what the fivefold does, but this is the elements of the fivefold that you also want in all of these relationships. See, we're past the time where we know each other's secrets and we know the dirt and we know all the the dirty and the the the, the fun that we had in sin. Now today. We are here to help each other to accomplish the let forth the roar of the Lion of Judah. That's what we're here for. And, and I'm going to speak to women because we're going to get into it over the next few weeks. You should cease and desist immediately from trying to be some little helpless sucker. <laughs> Sorry. Um, helpless little maiden that always needs this man to rescue you. Because if that's what you're here for, what good are you for him? If he is called, especially if he's fivefold, if he's called to walk and to do the things that God has called him to do, and this goes for men too, um, this, this crosses both on both sides, okay? But you are supposed to manifest in the fullness of who you are. You're not supposed to be looking to the, to the person to say, well, I, I'm going to just pattern myself after him. No, you pattern yourself after Jesus. He is the pattern. And, and so you grow, you allow God to grow you up in the fullness. Many women have been duped into believing we can't show a person, a man, how strong we are because that will turn him away. We can't show you how smart we are. We can't show you all this. And what are you showing them? Some dumb bimbo with a great presentation? Come on. 
That is not your calling. That's not that's not kingdom. That's that's witchcraft. That honestly is trying to capture by you know by showing off the the physique trying or the 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 the, the assets that that's witchcraft. That comes under a whole different uh, heading, if you will. No, walk in the integrity of the friendship that you have with the spirit of the Lord and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and release that word into the scenario and practice the sound of the roaring, release the, the, the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah. What I believe is that we would be equipped with somebody that hears you sound, ladies, let me just put it this way. The women of God, when they speak, and I didn't say get masculine because I'm, I'm a total girl. No, I like it. I'm a woman and I like it. So I'm not talking about that. But what I am going to say is that when we allow the spirit, the he, the greater one on the inside of us than the one that is in the world to unleash and unfurl his voice through us, that is a signal to the one that you were called to walk alongside of. Brother, you don't have to back down for a minute. You go and you do what you're supposed to do and she will be right there with you. It's, 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 I have a lot to say on the topic, but since it's not the topic, I will stop that. I want to read one more thing and then we'll end. Um, because this is something uh, we're talking about the grace and the power of God. And so I want to talk about this because this incorporates into relationship is this factor called grace. Christianity is not about our do's and our don'ts. It's about the spirit of God. And see, that's the same thing. Marriage is not about your do's. You're being pretty or you're being uh, having the body that, that fits his dream or, or he has the physique that fits yours and the money, you know, the money looks sexy everywhere and, and all that other kind of stuff. Listen to me. Listen to me very well, because you are in a different time. We have crossed over into something where all of that stuff needs to be discarded now. And it is time to walk in the integrity of the word of God and to allow the, 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 the transformation to take place. So that uh, this reforming, all of the things that you're going to hear the uh, uh, others minister on. And I, I come along and I, I gather what, what, what others are saying. And I release that there's more in that other book about the prophetic teacher, but I understand my calling. And I understand that, that I am so blessed to be alive in this world today and to, and to let the light of the gospel flow through me and out of me for others. And you should be saying the exact same thing. And if you're not saying it, then stick around, baby, because we're going to get you there. We're going to keep praying over you and releasing this word. And we're not finding fault in you, but we're looking to help you to stand up and run this race and finish it. So Christianity is not about our do's and don'ts. It's about the spirit of God. And our focus must be on Jesus Christ. Because Christianity, that's what it says in this book. I, I, I say this is applicable to kingdom, okay? It is about relationship, not just following rules. If you simply come to Christ and then continue to try to resolve your is the issues of your life by attempting to be good, <laughs> I wrote about that, you will fail. The great secret to this Christianity is in the exchanged life. Now, true Christianity, what he says, I don't find the term objectionable for those of you. Well, you always say kingdom. Yes, I do, because I like it better. But I understand that this man here is writing about kingdom. Okay. Uh, in Galatians 2.20, Paul said, it is no longer I who control my life, 
New King James Version. He found another power, and that was Christ living through him. It's not dependent on what we can or can't do, but it is dependent on what he can do through us. This is the grace factor. And the other thing, I think it was something else I wanted to read, but um, I wanted to read about intimacy. This one comes from the grace factor. This is another book by Dr. Barry Cook. And um, I think this is the first one I really started reading. And there's a whole lot. It, it's deeper than that, people. But um, we'll get into all of that. And I'm sure that they're going to put those things up on, on the site. And and um, and you can you can find out more about it. I want to go back to this one, Kingdom 101. And I want to read this last part. Uh, and then we'll go on. It says, to walk in kingdom. Now, I'm, I'm on page 66. So I, I didn't get to what I wanted. Well, I can. I've got a few more minutes. To walk in the kingdom, we must cease to align our thoughts, words, actions, behaviors, expectations, and beliefs with the secular culture. We believe that God, what God said about sickness, disease in our everyday lives. We believe it. If God didn't say it, it is not true. Natural, religious, and socially acceptable thinking must give way to the thought, speech, and behavioral patterns of our Lord Jesus Christ. To be blunt, we must stop continuing to identify ourselves as sons of the devil. Oh, I know that hit you. And I understand that it did. But if you're speaking his words, then you sound like you came from his family. It's that simple. Sons of God uh, speak what the father speaks. They speak what, what our father speaks. We don't speak anything else. And so this is what we're going to have to understand, that when we choose to believe that our, our, our identity is no longer rooted in the natural world systemic mode of conversation, our lives will radically change. Maybe you're not there yet. And so I'm going to challenge you to get there. I'm going to ask you to reach out to us, to, to write your questions in the comments or to call, messenger us and to, and to engage in this conversation. We will answer your questions. I answer your questions. I, if I find them, if I have them, I'm going to talk to you. I'm one of the people that responds back on the site and I want to help you to, to walk. Let's, let's do this thing, okay? Let's, let's be in lockstep and, and do what we're supposed to do. Now, this divine invitation, oh, so much wanted to talk about this. So I'll start it and then get to it some more later, okay? It's a divine invitation to rule, page 78. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, a passion, okay? Again, so again, when I was, oh, I read this part, okay, about the divine uh, spirit invitation. That's not what I wanted. Isn't that funny? Okay. Um, what I wanted to talk about. Here it is. Good works. Page 118. All right. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I've given up everything else and counted all as garbage. All I want is Christ and to know that I belong to him. That's Philippians 3, 8 and 9. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Wow. Does your heart resonate with that statement? Those are the kind of words that we use when referring to someone that holds a place in our hearts, intimacy, a deep abiding affection and desire to be in the presence of a special love. I woke up on Sunday morning and I was taught as is my norm. I, I talked to the Holy Spirit before I typically before I get out of bed and I'm just listening to the things that he's saying to me. And it's a place where sometimes I have dreams and I see things. And I can question or I can follow the path of it and go, what are you talking about here? What are you trying to say to me? And so this past Sunday morning, which was the uh, first Sunday in the, in the year 2022, I had a sense of love on the inside of me and a longing to show the world and to tell the world how much I love my husband. 
Now that might be funny to you and I can imagine why, because I couldn't tell you a name, et cetera, et cetera. But I knew that I knew that I knew that he has filled me with such love for this man. And God knows who the man is. So the man, the love is, is in there for him already. I wanted to tell the world, I am so in love with my husband. I love him so much. I love to pray for him. I love to spend time with, with, with him. I love, you know, this and that and the other. And I just had this full knowing on the inside that this love is real. Now, my point is, is that, no, I, I, could, I could tell the world and the world go, well, that's great. He's a wonderful man, isn't he? Yes, he is. Can, would you like to introduce us to him? Yes, I would. <laughs> and, you know, you get into all that. The emphasis was actually not on me being married. The emphasis was on the love that, that was filling with me because all of a sudden I understood what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me. He was saying to me, that's how I love you. I want to tell the world how much I love you. I want to tell the world how much you mean to me. I want to show everybody. I want to point you out to the whole wide world and say, this one belongs to me. I love her. She loves me. This is the love of my heart. And I want to cascade and uh, uh, just cascade uh, wave upon wave upon wave of love on you that it's it falls on you and then it flows out of, from you into others because I want to tell them how much I love them. I want to tell the whole world and he does through us. That's why we say Jesus loves you. It's not three little words that we use to get out of something else. And so I'm saying them to you tonight. I want to tell you how much I love you. I want to tell you how much God loves you. He loves you so much. He wants to tell everybody. He doesn't want to keep it a secret. He doesn't want to hide it under a bushel. He doesn't want to pretend in front of his friends that he doesn't know you because he's not ashamed of you. Understand me. Hear me very clearly. The creator, possessor of the heavens and the earth, the savior that shed his blood and the abiding presence of God that dwells on the inside of you is not ashamed of you. Far from it. He wants to tell the world about you and about how wonderful you are. And you know what? Because of that, we, he wants us to tell the whole world about him. So if you do not know who Jesus Christ is, if you've been playing the Christian game, but you have never submitted to the love of God, you have never let the power, the transforming power of salvation come into your life to take you out of darkness and bring you into the kingdom of God's dear son. This is your time. I want you to reach out. Now, listen, I'm not going to give you a prayer to pray right now, but I will give you the address or that the, you have it if you're watching. And so comment in there. Get in touch with us because I promise you, we you will get a personal phone call, be it from me or one of the ministers, what, however you want it. But we will introduce you not only to Jesus, but to the kingdom of God. We will get, help, help you to get out of darkness and into victory. Aren't you tired of living the way that you have? And if you are, or you claim to be born again and born from above, but you still live with both feet in the world and just part of your upper torso, leaning in to check out what's happening in the kingdom, it's time to get out of that swamp, baby, and get into the river of life. So that's all I have to say. That's not all I have to say, but it's all I'm going to say for tonight. I love you so much. That's what I've told you. And um, we do with this ministry as well. This has been Kingdom 101 Relationships. Um, oh, oh, sorry. It's Wednesday Night Bible Study, Astounding Love, and anyone else that wants to give, 
go ahead. The information should be there and you can go ahead and do that. And I, um, I give up on this story tonight. I'll figure it out later. But at any rate, that's pretty much it for tonight. Right back. Okay, right soon. Tell me about it. I'm praying for you. If I don't know your name, I'm still praying for you. If you want specific prayer, let us know about it. I am Lensing Lee, the pastor of Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship. It's my honor and the author of um, Kingdom 101 which talks about these relationships. So that's Kingdom 101. I'm going to hold it up tonight. Uh, you can find all of these on Amazon. I quoted also out of The Grace Factor, which is written by Barry Cook. I don't have, um, let's see. And I also uh, read out of uh, Establishing Your Course to the Prophetic Anointing by Dr. Barry Cook. I told you about an upcoming book by Apostle Dr. Baker called The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord. It's the second um, uh, edition of that. That's coming soon. And I have all kinds of other books that I'm going to be uh, telling you all about as we read from them and as we grow from them. I also did a quote out of um, a book by Annette Caps, but I don't have it with me. It's called uh, The Quantum. Uh, I believe it's called, Frederick, put it up on the site for me, please, because I've just uh, run out of juice for the night. I love you. I'm praying for you. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Holy Spirit, that this night these words enter in, that there is a revelation that there is a submission to your word. And then there is then the walking and the living out these things. I release the love of God over every man, woman, boy, and girl, over the people that are a part of our ministry, over our friends and our families. I thank you for your healing power going forth tonight in the name of Jesus and the miraculous manifesting as the life of God has come out and it is entering into lives and, and into places where there is a halt to the works of darkness as people are starting to understand, wait a minute, there's more. If God didn't say it, I don't have to have it. And I praise you and I thank you for the turnarounds in marriages and in friendships and in relationships and in mindsets and, and that there's a doing away of pride and ridiculousness, all of the folly of darkness, that the entrance of your word has brought light tonight and that you hasten over your own word to bring it to pass. And this will not return to you unfulfilled, but it shall be fulfilled as you hasten over your own words to bring them to pass. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I love y'all. I will see you next week. We're continuing on with Kingdom 101 Relationships. I am Lindsay Lee. I've said that. I love you. Good night.